0: Hello everyone and welcome. My name is Rachel Rieger and I'm the Patient Education Manager at the National Foundation for Celiac Awareness. Today's podcast is an extension of our Seriously Celiac Disease campaign. Many of you have probably already seen our video about how to talk to your family members about getting screened for celiac disease, our discussion guides to help you further, and our other resources. But if you haven't seen them, I encourage you to check them out on our website about family member testing, seriouslyceliac.org. Unfortunately, we know that many family members often run into pushback from their doctors when they ask to be screened for celiac disease. This podcast is meant to be a guide to help them successfully get screened after learning about their celiac disease risk. For this discussion, we'll talk about where to draw the line with Dr. Pushback and what to do if your doctor doesn't want to take the proper route to test you for celiac disease. Joining me to give some helpful tips is Ann Lee of Dr. Shar USA. If you tuned in to part one of this podcast series, you may already remember Ann, but for those who are just tuning into this series, Ann, would you like to share a little bit
1: about yourself? Sure, that would be fine, Rachel. First of all, thank you so much for including me on this podcast, I think it's so important to really get to the meat of some of these issues when it comes to patient testing, I myself am a dietitian. I work for Dr. Shar, but I'm also a celiac and have actually experienced some of the things that we'll be talking about today. I formerly worked at the Columbia Celiac Disease Center as their patient care and research dietitian, came to Dr. Shar about eight years ago, and finished my doctorate in nutrition education. Mostly because I really felt the need to be well-informed and to really have a great place to start some of these conversations from.
0: Well, thank you for being here with us to share your expertise. Well,
1: thank you. My pleasure.
0: As a quick recap, during Part 1 of this podcast series, Anne and I talked about how to become an educated patient. Anne gave some great suggestions. For those with symptoms, she advised to come prepared with a list of experiences relevant to a celiac disease diagnosis, as well as credible resources to back you up. For those without symptoms, she suggests bringing resources supporting the need for family member testing as well. So after all of this work, after recording your symptoms and talking about your family history and bringing in reputable resources, You know, after all of this, what should the patient do if the doctor still pushes back or still doesn't want to test? At what point should a person seek a new doctor or move on to a specialist like a gastroenterologist?
1: I think, you know, you often need to start with your primary care, but I have to be very honest. We have to encourage and empower people to lead the doctor. If they're not listening to us, if they're not engaged in our care, Leave. it's an unhealthy relationship. The doctor is supposed to help you maintain your best health. And if they're not listening, if they're not really putting you and what you're saying, first and foremost, it's not a good match. You need to feel that you are respected by your physician and that they are listening to you. And if you don't feel that, it's time to move on. It, it really is. And I, I, would, I would encourage you to really look for that primary care that is going to listen to you and be a partner in the journey that you have for your health because so many of the insurance companies require referrals to your specialist or referrals to your gastroenterologist. You need to find that primary care person that's really going to help you coordinate your overall health care. You know, that's a really great point. but.
0: Here at NFCA, we hear this scenario all the time where a person learns about their celiac disease risk from a diagnosed relative who really informs them that it's important to get an accurate diagnosis from their medical professional and that it starts with a simple blood test. And they're really motivated to get tested. But when the person visits their doctor, the doctor actually recommends trying a gluten-free diet first to see how they feel. So, we know that testing is extremely important to receive proper follow-up care, so how can this person remain a partner in their health care and advocate for properly testing while still
1: respecting their doctor? On that, I would say that they need to have a follow-up conversation, and even I I would would bring in the video, the talk-tell test, to say the testing is what's key, because once you have that testing and you can have that definitive diagnosis it's going to be easier to map and monitor any other related issues and it may help clarify future symptoms or concerns so that testing is really the cornerstone of care and I would just have that conversation and say that I understand that you may not think that testing is important but for peace of mind and for engaging the entire family, we need that cornerstone, and we need the testing done.
0: What should a family member do if their last test for celiac disease came back negative, and they go back to the doctor to get retested, as we know is important,
1: and their doctor doesn't think that they should be retested regularly? It would be, again, the same thing, just making sure that the physician's aware that the the guidelines and recommendations state that a family member should be tested, every three years or so. And it's a simple blood test. It could be part of their routine annual physical, but just done every three years as a way of monitoring. Just to describe that this is as important as watching their cholesterol, as doing that other routine monitoring, just not as often. It only needs to be done every three years unless there's changes in symptoms or changes in the person's general health. I think we need to think about that It's not all up to the physician. We need to be informed and empowered as well to help really direct our own care. I think that if we go in with a positive attitude, engage that physician, You know, once you find the right one, they'll respect that. I know that in the past that hasn't always been the case, but I think that going in well-informed, positive, that we can make it different. We can make these physician experiences better. You know, that's so
0: empowering. It really gets you excited to become a partner in your healthcare and to really play an active role.
1: Absolutely. But sometimes we get militant. We need to balance it, you know, and be respectful of the physician as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. They're humans just like you and I, and we definitely need to keep in mind being respectful. Well Anne, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add about doctor pushback or what you can do if your best efforts at advocating for celiac disease testing are coming up short?
1: I think the important thing is is, you know, as you had said, one to be well informed and make sure you have good, reputable resources. You know, we at Shar have great educational resources on our web. NFCA does, as I said, the NIH, Math good scientific based fact-checked information that you can share with your physician but it's also very important to remember that you as a patient have choices if you're not feeling that you're being cared for the way you should be and you're not getting the quality of care or you're not being listened to it's time to make a change and it doesn't have to be big or dramatic but you have to follow your gut and really find that partner in your healthcare care, that physician or nurse practitioner, that's really going to listen to you and really make sure that your health is the center point of your care.
0: Perfect last remarks. Well, thank you, Ann for joining me, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our podcast. If you'd like to find more information about testing for celiac disease or talking to your family members about getting screened, please visit our website about family member testing, seriouslyceliac.org. And don't forget to tune in to Part 1 of this podcast series to learn how to become an educated
1: patient. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. my passion to make sure that people know more about celiac disease and know how we can really make our life better, being well-informed and well-cared for. So I appreciate the opportunity. For those
0: of you who tuned in, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email us at podcasts at celiaccentral.org.